Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. And what a day inside the Big Ten yesterday in regards to Kevin Warren. His continuance of being dragged through the mud for his decision to cancel, it, it but in his words, uh, postpone the 2020 fall sports season inside the Big Ten. And it all culminated in Warren finally, finally making a statement. It took a week. It took a week. And we'll start off with a little timeline of what happened yesterday. And James Franklin, who is Penn State's head coach, met with the media yesterday in the morning, early, about 10 o'clock. And Franklin continued his complaining about the transparency about Kevin Warren's decision. And this is one of the key quotes that he had in his Zoom meeting with the media. He said, while I appreciate the complexities and difficulties of this decision for the leaders of our conference, I'm extremely frustrated because we're, we have very few answers to communicate to our young men. No qualms there. I've been saying this the whole time. Kevin Warren never really gave firm, solid, actual reasoning behind why he decided to put a, a pause or whatever the hell he wants to call it, suspend. Really, he canceled all fall sports inside the Big Ten. And... It was a continuance of things because not only did this happen, but attorney Tom Mars requested from all 14 Big Ten schools a Freedom of Information Act for documents beginning on August 1st, running through yesterday, August 19th, regarding anything about a cancellation for the Big Ten football season. And when attorneys get involved like this, there's definitely something wrong because attorneys don't normally get involved in, in, in issues that they don't see an outcome for. They're not going to see something. They make recommendations. They say, hey, maybe this will work. This will, that'll work. Oh, no, this is going to work. Tom Mars understands how it goes. Tom Mars has been a, a college football. I wouldn't say he's solely a, a college football lawyer, but Tom Mars's name has been gone through college football for a long time. Tom Mars understands how the system works and how to manipulate it into his favor. And so that's exactly what happened yesterday. And so now Kevin Warren is put in a position where he almost has to make a statement. Because I feel as if when Mars and if they comply with Mars's request for the Freedom of Information Act, there's going to be a lot of damning evidence that's going to come out for Kevin Warren. So I think Kevin Warren decided that he needed to get out on the ball. He needed to do something. And finally, 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 Kevin Warren comes out and says, here's an open letter. Get at it. And uh, this came out around 5 o'clock last night after all of this continuous dragging of the mud for Kevin Warren. And I think that the dragging of the mud actually was warranted for the Big Ten Commissioner. So, here is the letter. It's two pages. I'm going to read the whole thing because I think everyone needs to hear this. You need to know exactly what Kevin Warren was thinking for his decision 
to cancel fall sports in the Big Ten. Here we go. An open letter to the Big Ten community. I write on this occasion to share with you additional information regarding the Big Ten Conference's decision to postpone the 2021 fall sports season. We thoroughly understand and deeply value what sports means to our student-athletes, their families, our coaches, and our fans. The vote by the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. The decision was thorough and deliberative and based on sound feedback, guidance, and advice from medical experts. Despite the decision to postpone fall sports, we continue to work to find a path forward that creates a healthy and safe environment for all Big Ten student-athletes to compete in the sports they love in a manner that helps to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and protects both student-athletes and the surrounding communities. As you're well aware, we are facing a complicated global pandemic with the SARS-CoV-2 virus discovered in November 2019. The first medically confirmed case did not appear in the United States until January 2020. Over the course of the past seven months, the U.S. has recorded more than 5.5 million confirmed cases of COVID-19, resulting in more than 170,000 deaths. With more than 22 million confirmed cases and 7,800,000 lives lost around the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. We understand the disappointment and questions surrounding the timing of our decision to postpone fall sports, especially in light of releasing a football schedule only six days prior to that decision. From the beginning, we cons consistently communicated our commitment to cautiously proceeding one day at a time with the health, safety, and wellness of our student-athletes at the center of our decision-making process. This is why we took simultaneous paths in releasing the football schedule while also diligently monitoring the spread of the virus, testing medical concerns as student-athletes were transitioning into full contact practice. While several factors contribute to the decision to postpone the 2021 fall sports season, at the core of our decision was the knowledge that there was too much medical uncertainty and too many unknown health risks regarding SARS-CoV-2 infection and its impact <clears throat> on our student-athletes. Excuse me again. Listed below are the primary factors that led the Big Ten COP slash C, that's uh, the Council of Presidents slash Chancellors, decision. Transmission rates continue to rise as an alarming rate with little indication from medical experts that our campuses, communities, or country could gain control of the spread of the virus prior to the start of the competition. As our teams are ramping up for more intense practices, many of our medical staffs did not think the interventions we had planned would be adequate to decrease the potential spread even with very regular testing. As for the general student body comes back to campus, spread to student-athletes could reintroduce infection to our athletics community. There is simply too much we do not know about the virus, recovery from infection, and longer-term effects. While the data on cardiomyopathy is preliminary and incomplete, the uncertain risk was unacceptable at the time. Concerns surrounding contracting tracing, I'm sorry, contact tracing still exist, including the inability to social distance in contact sports pursuant to the Centers of Disease Control Guidelines. While risks, mitigation processes, I, examples, physical distancing, face covering, proper hygiene, etc., can be implemented across campus for student body population, it, beca it became clear those processes could not be fully implemented in contact sports.
With the start of full contact practices and competitions, it became increasingly clear that contact tracing and quarantining would risk frequent and significant disruptions to the practice and competition calendar. Accurate and widely available rapid testing may help mitigate those concerns, but access to accurate tests is currently limited. Significant concerns also exist regarding the testing supply chain generally for many of our institutions. Financial considerations did not influence the decision as the postponement will have enormous adverse financial implications. We understand the passion of many student athletes and their families who are disappointed by the decision, but also know that there are many who have a great deal of concern and anxiety regarding the pandemic. Moving forward, we continue to build upon the framework that our medical experts have deployed over the past five months, and while we will take the opportunity to learn more about the virus and its effects. As we expand upon a plan to allow our student-athletes to compete as soon as it's safe to do so, we will keep our focus on creating protocols and standards set forth and established by our medical advisors that are responsive to the medical concerns evaluated by the presidents and chancellors. To that end, the Big Ten Conference has assembled a return to competition task force consisting of members of the presidents and chancellors, sports medicine and university medical personnel, ADs, head coaches, faculty, athletic representatives, and senior women administrators to plan for the return of fall sports competition as soon as possible. In evaluating winter-slash-spring models, we will explore many factors, including the number of football games that can be reasonably played from a health perspective in a full calendar year while maintaining a premier competitive experience for our student-athletes culminating in a Big Ten championship. The Big Ten Conference will continue to collect feedback from student-athletes, families, and other constituents and remain in active discussions with its television partners regarding all future plans. We have tremendous appreciation and understanding regarding what participation in sports means to our student-athletes, their families, our campus communities, and our fans. We will continue to make the best decisions possible for health, safety, and wellness of our student-athletes. We appreciate the passion of the Big Ten community and will harness that energy towards providing the best possible experience for all Big Ten student-athletes. Signed, Kevin Warren. Well, let me tell you what. Again, if Kevin Warren had decided that this was what he was going to officially announce when he initially canceled fall sports, I would have been fine with it. I don't think you'd see all this upturn. There are a couple key things here that I, I found interesting. They're not going to revisit, obviously, the postponing of fall sports. And uh, what I would have liked as well is is a little outline, a broad outline of what the plan is for a spring football season. You know, just, just saying that they, they've created a task force, I just, that's just not enough for me. It's not enough. So, I mean, this, this is, this is fine. This is great. This is a week late. This is a continuance of, you know, kind of what he said. And, and, and to be honest with you, um, it's still kind of crazy what is going on right now. His son, Kevin Warren's son, Again, a tight end at Mississippi State. Powers Warren. Going to play in the SEC. He's okay with that. 
They made a family decision that he could play. But there was no family decision for the Big Ten players. And it's now come out that football's just not going to happen. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Ohio State and Kevin Warren, they're, uh, they're, they're having a lot of issues. And uh, yesterday, almost immediately after the Kevin Warren letter was released, Ohio State's athletic director, Gene Smith, came out and said that they're going to continue to look at options for a 2020 season. Yeah, this is not going well for Kevin Warren. You know, nobody would have expected when he took over for Jim Delaney at the beginning of this year that this is what he would have to deal with eight months into his tenure. This is not easy. Kevin Warren was put in a very difficult position. And I understand that his decisions were hard. But guess what? And you have to come out firmer than that. And I've I've been very critical about this decision by Kevin Warren because this one's huge. This one's the biggest decision he'll probably even make in his whole tenure as Big Ten commissioner. And it happened to be within the first year of his employment with the Big Ten. People are already calling for his head. That's not good. That is not good. And this is a letter that should never have been penned. What should have happened was Kevin Warren should have come out firm with this information last week when he decided to cancel the Big Ten fall season. He comes out firm. There is no parents coming together and signing letters. Randy Wade of Ohio State, uh, like I told you yesterday, he still plans, he tweeted out yesterday, he still plans on coming into Chicago and going to the Big Ten offices uh, on Friday morning around 8 o'clock. The letter wasn't good enough for him. The letter was a reactionary letter. It wasn't a from a, from a place of certainty and firmness. And that's my issue with the letter. Another one of my issues with the letter is that he mentioned that TV he was they were going to have conversations with the TV networks. Well, as a TV network, I have to do anything with Big Ten football aside from broadcast rights and it money. Money. That's what it has to do with. Oh, yeah. Money. Because they're losing it. The Big Ten's losing it. They want it back. It's just a, it's just a mess. An absolute mess. An absolute mess. And, and coming off of this, uh, the NCAA came out and they proposed that players will not lose eligibility from this year. Uh, if they opt to compete in fall sports. So that's kind of, that's that's something that's very interesting. That's something that everybody has to watch out for because even if you participate right now, looks like you're going to get a year back. A year back. So that's uh, that's that's kind of interesting. It's, it's very interesting uh, how the NCAA is going about doing this. Uh, uh, you know, yesterday I told you they're going to allow up to 12 hours each week for the non- uh, spring teams that are going to play to continue to practice. I just, you know, with what Kevin Warren said, 
it just it doesn't make a lot of sense because they're going to continue to practice. Teams are continuing to practice. Penn State came out yesterday, and yeah, they have good test numbers. The football team didn't have any positive tests. Of the 230 total they took, they had one positive. So that's good. Michigan State reported no positive tests ever having a breakout. We haven't heard anything about Northwestern since they shut down with one, one case. I wish that Kevin Warren would have said, you know what, let's hold off, let's transition a little bit, let's wait. And even if he canceled last week, gave it an open end. Because I would have said more of a postponement would have worked. Hey, look, we don't feel safe starting the season right away. Let's push it back. Because their schedule, what they proposed, was three weeks earlier than what the majority of the rest of the conferences were getting ready to do. They had leeway. They built it into the schedule. They did it on purpose. But Kevin Warren decided not to try. And I know that it's crazy in a pandemic that we're trying to play football. But I actually agree with some of the student-athletes here that they say that they feel safer inside their football facility than they do at home. There's more care. There's doctors. There's more testing. I can't doubt that. Not everyone can afford to continually be tested. And not only that, get good tests and get their results back in a timely manner. They sure can't do that at home, but they can do it at their universities. It just boggles my mind. It's just a, it's been a tough couple of weeks for the Big Ten. And it hurts. Because we all want to see football in the fall. We finally got a reasoning for why Kevin Warren doesn't believe there's going to be football in the fall. But it was late. And he's going to continue to get dragged in the mud for this. Because his son is playing at Mississippi State. He's going to have the opportunity to play. I just, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. All right. There are a couple of recruiting notes that we'll get to before I sign off for the day, and they are both on the basketball side of things. Well, there's one good thing coming out of Michigan State yesterday. As Tom Izzo does believe that the season will happen. It will go on like it is planned, uh, unlike the football season. So that's, I guess, good, but we don't know. Uh, the NCAA is going to make a decision in about a month, so we'll find out that shortly. However, there were two big-time recruits yesterday that committed to Big Ten programs. We'll start off with Maryland. They went to Wisconsin and stole one from the Badgers. Top 75 small forward James Graham at 6'8", 205 pounds, Graham is a big-time player. Uh, somewhere in the top 75, he's a good one. Mark Turgeon always recruits well. And when you go into Wisconsin with what Wisconsin's done on the basketball court, it's very surprising to see them lose an in-state player of the capability of Graham's. He obviously had a Wisconsin offer along with Michigan State, Wake Forest, and Oregon and other other schools. Graham's a big-time player, so a big pickup for the Terrapins. Michigan, they went all the way out to Nevada, grabbed a top 75 player themselves in point guard Frankie Collins, six foot 180 pounds. He had offers from Minnesota, Auburn, Kansas, Oklahoma. That's a, these are two damn good basketball players in Collins and Graham. Collins, you have to like the fact that 
he had that Kansas offer. Kansas knows their guards. They have a fantastic program. They run the Big 12, does Kansas. Coach Self just he left from the University of Illinois, which, you know, Bill Self unfortunately blossomed when he went to Kansas. He couldn't, you know, had some pretty quality teams at U of I, but not what he's done at Kansas. It's been quite a damn run for them. And, you know, Michigan beating a Kansas team for Collins, that's a win. That's a big-time win for the Wolverines and Juwan Howard. And that's, again, I'm going to revert back to what I said when Howard was initially hired. I had issues with Howard and recruiting. Never done it. Was an NBA coach with the Miami Heat. Yeah, he learned under Pat Riley and got a ton of great bench coaching experience. But recruiting is a different game. Going into 16, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds' living rooms and convincing them to come to your school and play for a couple years, that's a difficult task. It's not easy. You see a lot of professional coaches drop down a rank and realize, you know what, this is not for me. Go right back to the pros because it's the recruiting that's difficult. Recruiting is an everyday job. If you sleep on recruiting... It means you're sleeping on your program, and it's just not going to be as good as it can be. And hats off to Joan Howard. He's really shown that he can recruit recruit at a high level. And again, another recruiting win for him in point guard, Frankie Collins. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.